Welcome to the Bohemian Rose podcast. I'm Tamara Muthking, the voice behind the microphone and the laptop, the owner of the crazy dog that snores really loudly. I really don't know what I'm doing with all of this. I really am just telling my story of reinvention, and it's the perspective of someone who is over the age of 50. And I've had some things that I've gone through, and I'm really telling all of this stuff in past tense, not really present tense. But eventually I will get to the present and what's going on now. I want to say thank you to anyone who has listened to any of the podcasts that I've recorded so far. And you may have noticed on the last podcast, and with this one as well, that I changed the music. And it's this really upbeat Brazilian song. It's all in Portuguese, so I literally have no idea what the lyrics mean. But I love it. It's really happy. I just listened to it. It put me in a great mood. So I'm excited to tell the story of this this episode, which I'm calling it Indelible because it really is the story about me getting my first tattoo. So I guess you could say it was my act of rebellion at a midlife point. And with all of that little bit of an intro, we'll just get into Indelible. As with most parents who have teenagers or older teenagers that might still be at home, you really never know when they're going to be home. There's a schedule during the week, but on Friday nights and Saturday nights and even Sunday nights, you never know if you're going to have the night to yourself. And that's pretty much the way that my life was last year. It's going to be a little bit different this year. I'll have more advanced notice because everyone will be away at college. Last year, when I came back from Rome, it was sometime in May, and I think I spent most Saturday nights alone. And that's not to say it it was a pity party of, oh, woe is me, I'm home alone. It was a choice. If my daughter wasn't around, I didn't necessarily make plans to do things. If things came up and they sounded interesting, I would go and I would do them. And I didn't really let being single keep me back from going to concerts or doing things like that. But I'd spent quite a few Saturday nights at home alone before I went to Rome and when I came home. And I think I mentioned in the last episode that I actually had, I think it was Tinder. I had Tinder on before I went to Rome. There was nothing, crickets. And then in Rome, it was like going off. It was My phone was on fire with people messaging me and me matching with people. And I was thinking, okay, I'm completely in the wrong place. So I came back home and I think a couple weeks had passed and I had sort of thought years ago, and I mean like years ago, when I first moved out to LA, I dabbled with the idea of getting a tattoo. Although I didn't remember much about it, I just remembered getting, you know, thinking maybe I'll get a tattoo. And I know that this is going to date me like many things that I talk about, but my generation People really didn't get tattoos. When we were younger, when I was younger, in my 20s, I don't think I really knew anyone who had one. And the only people that I knew that were close to me, maybe 
extended relatives that might have a tattoo. It would be someone that was in the Navy. I don't know why the Navy pops into my mind, but my dad was in the Air Force and he didn't have a tattoo. And my stepfather was in the Air Force and as far as I know, he doesn't have a tattoo. And I had a lot of relatives that were in the military and no one had tattoos. And I don't know what the deciding factor was with people that had tattoos, but very few women I knew had tattoos either. Actually, I don't think I knew anyone. None of my close friends when I was younger had tattoos and it just didn't seem to be the thing to do. And I do realize that I was a good girl and I followed the rules and I wasn't one of those people that was like really reckless with things and crazy. But getting a tattoo before I went on my international travels was not an idea. And I think when I moved out to California at the age of about 24, I think I dabbled in the idea. And the guy that I met in Milan that I ended up marrying, that was my husband for a really long time, had a little tiny tattoo that was an iron cross and it was it signified his fraternity apparently everybody got them on one drunken night so they all went to someplace on Sunset Boulevard and that's where they got their tattoos and Sunset Boulevard is just completely filled with tattoo shops and it seems to be the place to go. My trip to Rome a year ago really was a monumental moment for me. It was a I wouldn't say it was a life-changing experience, but it was a reminder of who I was when I was younger with all of the travel that I did. And it was really a reminder in the present that I'm still that person. I'm still that sort of wide-eyed young woman who thinks the world is just this amazing place to explore, whether I'm doing it alone or with someone else. And there was something about the inscriptions in a lot of the artifacts that I saw when I was in Rome, whether it was over the buildings or underneath a sculpture or just anything. I, I took Latin in high school and I remember some things, I can still conjugate the word farmer um, or girl, I can you know, do all the different tenses of, of you know, multiple girls or singular girl. And certain things like that. I can still sing Jingle Bells in Latin, which I would not even do on air because that would just be horrific. But I, I do remember some Latin and, you know, thank God for Google Translate because it definitely helps you understand a lot of things that you would normally not. So I came back from Rome. I have these Sunday nights on my own and, or Saturday nights on my own. And I started thinking, maybe I should get a tattoo. And a really, really good friend of mine out here got one on her arm. So it's on the on her forearm, but it's on kind of the, the outside of it. So if she holds her arm up, someone else could see it, but she wouldn't necessarily see it. And she said she did it that way on purpose because if she hated it, then she wouldn't be seeing it each day. But I really wanted to do something that I would see. And I'm, I guess I'm one of those very closed up people and private people that if I wear a, a bracelet or something that's engraved, I usually want the engraving on the inside so only I know about it. But I wanted to do something on my forearm and I came across this inscription when I was shopping for Christmas presents for my daughters back at Christmas time. 
and it was Elise Volat Propris, and in Latin it means she flies on her own wings. And when I came back from Rome, I just kept getting drawn to that phrase, and I thought that's what I wanted to have tattooed on my arm. And I thought about other things too. I had seen little delicate tattoos of three little birds, you know, a larger bird and two small ones flying away. And I felt like that would be sort of a significant tattoo for a mother of two girls that were at an age where they were going off, you know, going off and living their own lives. But also I, I want to insert here as well. So my generation, I don't have a tattoo. None of my girlfriends from back home have tattoos. But my girls, as soon as they turned 18, and you know, it's their bodies and they can do what they want with them, and they're both swimmers, and they're both lifeguards, and they both live in bathing suits, the first thing they did, not long after they turned 18, was go and get a tattoo. And they both have a couple, and my big thing is just don't put it someplace where a strapless gown wouldn't cover it, which I know that the thing on my arm would totally go against that, and they've chosen to put them in places where some are visible and some aren't if they would be in a strapless dress. But I do like what they've both done with their tattoos. The oldest one definitely had a tattoo before me. The youngest one got hers not long after mine. But anyhow, back to my tattoo story. So I decided on this phrase. I found this really pretty script that someone had done and they had the tattoo on their hip but I wanted mine inside my arm. And just really fine lines, uh, cursive writing script that ends with a little flourish of a feather. And to me, that was like the perfect tattoo. I decided that on one of these Saturday nights, on the spur of the moment, I called one of my girlfriends. I was like, hey, do you wanna go with me? I'm gonna go to Shamrock Social Club and get a tattoo. And she couldn't go and I was like, darn it. I was like, actually not darn it. I think I was more like, damn it. I'm just going to go and do it by myself. But then I, I thought, well, Tinder, maybe there's someone that I've been communicating with that would maybe want to go with me. There was this one guy that actually lived not that far from Shamrock Social Club. And I sent him a message. I think I said something along the lines of, hey, I'm going to go get a tattoo on Sunset Boulevard. Do you want to go with me? And my two goals for the night were to get a tattoo and go to In-N-Out. And I don't know why those two things went together. And Maybe it was because it would make me feel like I was 24 again or younger. But just the idea of getting a tattoo and then going and grabbing a burger sounded perfect. He messaged me back. He said, oh, that's awesome. And he said, well, why don't you come over first and we can have a glass of wine and then we'll go up to the up to Shamrock. And I thought, okay, that's that sounds fine. I'll do that. And I'm not really a drinker, but I was totally game for meeting at his place not far away from Shamrock. And I know you're not supposed to meet people at their places. And then going to get the tattoo. I hop in the car. I'm going to tell you what my outfit was. Why? I don't know. It's not even important. But I was in like jeans and Stan Smith tennis shoes and some sort of lightweight bomber jacket. Not that I'm trying to be younger, but I, again, I dress a bit like a tomboy. Drive to his place. I park the car, find the right house. And it's him and this other guy. And it's not his house. It's his parents' house. Because he lied about his age and he was 28. And 
when I showed up, he's like, he's, he said, oh, they were smoking pot, weed, whatever you want to call it. And he's like, do you want to smoke? And I was like, no, I don't smoke. And then I said, I thought we were going to have a glass of wine and then go get a tattoo. And he's like, well, having a glass of wine is code for having sex. And I was like, what? I was like, no, I, I thought we were having a glass of wine and then I was going to go get a tattoo. You were going to come with me. And then we would go to In-N-Out and then that would be kind of the end of the night. He's like, no, having a glass of wine is code for having sex. Okay, I thought, like, Netflix and chill was code for having sex. Apparently, I don't know what the codes are. And I have no game in the whole online dating world or the virtual dating world or even the real dating world. So I had no idea. And I felt so uncomfortable. I think I said something to the effect of, okay, that's it. I'm, you know, have a great night, you guys. So nice to meet you. No harm, no foul, that kind of thing. And I got in the car, walked back to the car, and I was just like, this is so ridiculous. All I wanted to do, and I clearly communicated to him what my goals were for the night in writing and then talking about it when I got there. And I was, I just kept thinking to myself, this is insane. In my head, I, I'm thinking, damn it, this freaking sucks. And I was thinking something else, not freaking, but you get the idea. And I drove up to Shamrock Social Club. So I was a little miffed, a little annoyed. Here I am by myself, getting my first tattoo at the age of 50. Across the street at the Roxy, there's this huge long line of all of these young kids outside. This guy, Max Hansen, is the guy who did my tattoo. He did an amazing job. I wasn't there very long. It took him, I don't know, maybe actually less than 10 minutes to actually do the tattoo. It was beautiful. It didn't hurt at all. And that was one of my big fears about having a tattoo is I thought it was going to hurt like hell, but inside the arm apparently is not one of those places that hurts as much as other places. I had this tattoo done and I had it done in just the right spot that if I pulled my sleeves up a little or cuffed them on my arm, I would see just the little bit of the feather. But the inscription to me is really what the most important part is and was. The inscription of she flies on her own wings. To me, that means so many different things. One of which, in the context of the night of the tattoo, was here, I can't even communicate with somebody else what it is I wanted to do. And as a woman, I couldn't count on this lost in translation deal to not go down with somebody else. The expectations that I was going to somehow put out with some stranger that I had no idea about and that basically was lying about his age because he wanted to, I don't know, be with some older woman, which I don't know why, like that kind of thing just blows my mind. I can't count on anyone else. Like even in that night, I couldn't count on another person. I couldn't count on someone else. I, and I'm not saying this to slam my friends, but you know, she had plans, but I couldn't count on her to go with me. I couldn't count on a child to go with me, one of my daughters, because they had plans. I couldn't count on this potential stranger to go with me. The only person that was going with me was me. So it was all about me. Then even in the context of traveling, 
the only person that I know I can ever count on in any situation is going to be myself. And if I don't make things happen, if I don't put together a plan and move forward with the plan, then there isn't going to be anything happening. There isn't another party to plan a vacation or to plan an evening or to suggest that maybe I go to a concert or you know to an art opening or whatever it is. There isn't another set of eyes or opinion on whether a picture's hung too low or too high. Those things, like everything from the smallest details to the biggest projects, the smallest dreams to the most impossible sounding dreams. Every single part of my life is this solo pursuit in a way. But all of the things that I've done from the traveling by myself when I was younger to you know going to different countries to taking a chance um, you know moving to different places to not saying no to opportunities to trusting that somehow some way everything is going to work out from knowing that even though in some ways my life felt completely shattered and devastated when my husband left for the last time from parenting teenagers alone from parenting young adults alone from doing all of that stuff I know that I can count on myself I do fly on my own wings and I'm so glad that I have this really beautiful delicate reminder inside my arm that really I'm the only person that sees it that reminds me on a daily basis that I am capable of doing anything in any capacity and having someone else along for the ride, eventually finding someone that might be interested in me and I might be interested in them, that would be amazing. But it doesn't keep me from living my life and it doesn't keep me from moving forward and finding the joy and the fulfillment in living, living solo or you know, with my girls around so that I'm not necessarily solo, but it doesn't take away from anything. I feel like I'm sort of talking in circles about what the tattoo means to me. And I did feel like a rebel. I think it was an act of rebellion to a certain degree getting the tattoo because my mother doesn't have one. I didn't tell her about it immediately. I think I waited a little bit. And when she saw it, she said it was really pretty. She liked it. And I, I think because it didn't hurt, it was kind of a precursor or it was a gateway drug to possibly getting another tattoo. This was the first. And I actually did get a second tattoo not that long ago that my mom doesn't know about. But I guess when she listens to this, she'll know that I have a second tattoo. But it's one that is tucked away that really can't be seen. Wow, that makes it sound really, sound really saucy in a way. But it's not. It's, it's on my, my side. But you wouldn't be able to see it unless I was in probably a bikini, which I'm not really parading around in a bikini at all. Really, this first one was the milestone of independent living and living a dream and also thinking about the Latin inscriptions on a lot of 
the antiquities in Rome, which hopefully I will have an Italian passport in 2018. And in some ways, Italy will be as much home as the United States is. I know the joke is with a lot of men that when they have a midlife crisis, they go out and they get a shiny sports car or something like that. My midlife crisis was a small tattoo on my arm. And it's also funny, too, that so many things in my life for the past couple years have somehow included some sort of, I don't, they're not horror stories from online dating, but they include some sort of dating reference that just culminates in some kind of frustration. And my attitude is always, well, I can't really, I guess I could say it on, on air, but my attitude is like, fuck it. Anyhow, I said that and I'm a little embarrassed. I don't know if that's considered mature content, but I guess it is. Thank you so much for listening. Slowly but surely, I'm getting to the present moment. And it's all exciting. I think one of the biggest gifts that we're given when we do have some midlife crisis point, whether it's our own doing or someone else's doing, but I was given a gift of being able to create a life that I really wanted to and maybe not one that I felt I needed to create out of obligation. I still feel obligated to my children, to my girls, to seeing them through their college years and absolutely having a home here for them. But I was given a, the license to basically do everything over again. Oh, and this is like a funny little note about this, about the tattoo story. So I told my ex-husband, hey, I went to Shamrock Social Club and I got this tattoo. Or actually, maybe one of the girls told him that I had gotten a tattoo. And he said to me, he's like, do you remember going to Shamrock Social Club when you moved out here? And I said, no, I don't remember it at all. He's like, yeah, we went to Shamrock and you almost got a tattoo, which I would have been 24 at the time or maybe 25. And I, I was like, really? He said, yeah. I was like, what was I going to get? You were going to get a fish. No, thank God, I didn't get a tattoo of a fish on my ankle, which then it like triggered. I was like, oh, that's right. I was going to get a fish on my ankle again. Thank goodness that didn't happen. So my words of wisdom to anyone thinking about getting a tattoo, and this even goes for my children who will not listen to this podcast, but wait, wait until you're 50 to get a tattoo because then you'll pick something that's super meaningful and you're not going to be 50 and regret that you got something like a fish. Instead, if you get a tattoo when you're 50 and you end up regretting it 25 years later, you'll be 75. And then it really doesn't matter. So I will leave you there. And we will chat soon. Mm -hmm.